Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Tis the season to get glammy! I'm nominated for two 2023 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. Once again, both categories are in the public choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell Vogue, Vivian Westwood, and that bitch who can't even do the splits. And I repeat, tell everyone. Oh, and while you're at it, visit my Instagram and click the link tree to find out how you can support the pod by donating or buying merch. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Can you even do the splits? This is Vivian Westwood inspired. Oh, untucks of your it's back as the pressure of the Golden Beaver is alive and well. Oh, and uh, there, there was a design challenge, too. It's time to talk all things Canada's Drag Race 4. And joining me is someone who loves the drama. It's Jeremy. How are you? Hello, I'm doing well. Uh, excited to be back on the on the pod. It's been a minute. I know it's been some time. You've been busy. You've been very, very busy. We 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 follow your socials. We see what's happening. A lot, a lot, but a lot of good work's being done. A lot of good work. Very good work. You you make speeches. People listen to you. They're inspired. Meanwhile, they listen to this podcast and they say, "Where's the off button?" <laughs> Don't say that. No, no. Um, I got some drag news of the week. Are you ready? Shall I'm we excited. do it? Yeah, I'm excited. Cast drop season 16. It is here. Are you excited? I am so excited. Um, in so many different ways. Like I'm really excited. I, I feel like the one with the Meet the Queens and also like just their personalities. I think I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of like personality. And a lot of Latina queens. Yeah, we got some representation. We do, we do. Now, obviously, I know a couple of the girlies from the pod days. Um, so you'll all be hearing me talk about them when we do the recaps and everything. But I want to give a big congratulations to a mandatory meeting who was on the podcast and plasma who was on the podcast and safira Cristal, who's not been on the podcast but she got me really high once at uh rest in peace therapy um yeah that was a moment um and we're not going to talk about the other one i know who's been on the podcast because we'll save that for the juicy shit I'm, ex- mm-hmm. I'm sorry she's puerto rican but whatever mm-hmm. um as always i must leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing reality show characters as presented what's reality production we are still the editing intelligence wants to see what you react to what is presented this is the replay to go and soon do intelligence the other craft they've also been able to discuss what's in the podcast for entertainment discuss reality of the show okay um canada that's a place that is above us it is also a place that's cold and it is a place that you know what this they're not polite anymore they said fuck the stereotypes no the claws are out the claws are they out. are out and do you think it's because they said oh regular season how about a twist to save people 
I <laughs> I think it's that twist. That twist got everyone up and armed. There's a lot of discourse on the socials. People saying, oh my God, this is the best thing that needs to happen in all the regular seasons. There's people like me who say, no, 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 no. Let them establish themselves and then make their enemies on the social media world on an all-star season. Where do you lie? Are you enjoying the drama or do you think this is just a step too far? I, I'm enjoying the drama, but I kid you not, this is something I I would like to see this on an all-star season and not exactly. a regular season. Because like you said, right, when they're an all-star, they're already established. We kind of know who they are, what they can bring to the table. So like right now it's like, oh, who are, are we saving our BFFs? Like we got alliances. Right. Mm. Right. And then it, it didn't. I mean, obviously, we have had situations where people know each other from the outside world, but never have they been in a position to actually have power to do anything about that here. Those outside alliances might actually come into fruition, mm-hmm. which Erga mm, Morris. <laughs> All right. Well, she wrote a novel. The girlfriend experience has left the building, but not before leaving a lasting impression. Luna calls her a trailblazer and a great representation of the trans community. And that is amazing. We love Girlfriend Experience. She is the prime example, the poster child of being a great drag artist who is terrible at drag race. Uh, I have to agree with that. Um, Yeah. Oh, it was so sad. Like, I don't think there's been a contestant with that much promise that has just went. Yeah. And I mean, we've had this conversation before. Um, You can be an amazing drag um, artist, performer, but when it comes to drag race, it's a whole different level. Because mm-hmm. we're seeing someone who's not maybe the best drag performer who's doing great at drag race. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's talk about you, Melinda. Don't you worry. Uh, Kitten calls this attempt to read the message um, trying. Let's call it trying because Granny needs her readers. I understand. It's old people problems. I also think it was, you know, it's it's that lipstick. Also no, the- it's old people problems. Don't, <laughs> don't 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 be kind. It is old people problems. I am almost at the point where I'm going to go into my settings on my phone and say, "We're going up a, a font size." Oh my gosh, we're enlarging. We're enlarging the fourteen point. We've already enlarged the uh, documents on Word. We have gotten to that point. Yeah, I'm really embarrassed to say that. We, I, I'll get there soon. Don't worry. I'd be staring at the computer all day. So. <laughs> Well, Venus loves her bestie as Kitten saved girlfriend the week before only to eliminate her. The girls chit-chat as they congratulate Aurora, who has been fighting for the top position. It's only been three weeks, so what are you... What, fighting? Fighting, really? Okay, okay. She is feeling like a top contender and says, all them bitches better watch out. Now it's Little Miss Golden Beaver. Aurora says that for her, the way that Kiki was pleading her case, she felt the fire in her. She saved her for a reason and wants to see that payoff as well. Because she has say in that? No, you don't. You did your D, you're done. You get nothing out of this transaction right now. Exactly. Nothing. No, nothing. Kiki looks crazy saying, thank you for believing me. And there's a lot of things you will see. The bitch is ready to be unleashed. Kiki is ready to burst out of the box. Is she? Little did she know. Little did she know what she's about to do this episode. But I'm I'm sorry. She's having this really deep conversation and her face looking like her face in that makeup. <laughs> this I, is the best part about Drag Race is how campy serious moments can get. No, it's true. It's true. It's like we're having this conversation seriously and you, you see what you're wearing, what you're looking. I was like, mm. Like the fact that we talk about, oh my God, 
coming out. It's been so hard. And they have half a brow on. Half a brow on, half their chin done. <laughs> yeah, not great, not great. Anyway, Luna will ask if anyone disagrees with Aurora's decision to save Kiki. And, well, first it is Venus. Um, Obviously, we think she's going to say she should have saved her bestie girlfriend because her bestie's blah, blah, blah. But we're not going to hear any of that conversation because we're jumping into Denim, who chimes in and says that based on overall trajectory, Kitten was just in the top and has been doing great and thinks it was just a slip up. Okay, so that's how Denim would play if she had the Golden Beaver. She looks a track record. Yep. That's not good television. It's not. It's not. No. Don't you want to get the strong competitors out? I mean, that's the goal, right? You're trying to win this. Remember Naomi Smalls and how I'm still pissed at her? <laughs> For that iconic moment. She was playing the game. Manila was robbed. Anyway. How does Kitten feel about not being saved? She says, just like she has in her life, she has to rely on herself. She shares that she has been buying her own clothes since she was 12, and it got she had a paper route. It was either hand-me-downs or old stuff, and she has been raising herself, and in this competition, you can only rely on the beaver. Nira is going to take this moment and turn it into a moment for herself, something she loves to do, a theme for this episode. She says that the three of the Vixens were in the bottom, so she believes that the love bugs were the winners of the week. Does it, or is it just trying to be essential to the storyline? Trying to be essential to the storyline. We know this. We know this. Listen, we know how girl group challenges work most of the time. It's a group win. But Brooklyn said, no, not this time. So no love bugs. You don't get the group win. Sorry. Yep. No, it's an individual win. Exactly. That's how it works, girlies. Well, if she wanted that, drama amy's right here she's gonna give you some drama get the popcorn popkin you're gonna need it she will say that she enjoyed their performance but didn't click with luna saying her energy was lull now nira's like any hates luna and guess that's it girl you are the one who unleashed the beast amy yonce chanel she's coming for you next oh yeah she is oh my goodness <laughs> Luna has no idea where this is coming from and says that if no one is nodding and agreeing, then she's talking a lot of shit. I mean, it's not true. Let's be real. She was on a good team and there were people who sucked a lot harder. No, it's true. It's true. Um, Baby, can't you see I'm in love with you? No, that does not. It's not getting you anywhere, especially after this episode. That catchphrase is not catching on. <laughs> Luna will compliment Amy by saying she enjoyed hers, and then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, tells her she didn't win because she didn't do her choreography properly. The love bugs will laugh, but um, we're not going to have a comeback from Amy, which I really desperately wanted, but she's saving it for later. She's saving it. Tensions are rising. Alliances are forming. Who will rise to the occasion? Her name is Drama, and she did not come here to play. She came for catchphrases. Oh, boy. It's a new day in the workroom, and Luna is so excited to say that line. She claims that every girl that is on the show wants to have the fantasy of saying it. But if you know your drag race history, it's usually the kiss of death line. So yeah, be wary of that one. But she claims that she will be saying that phrase into the finale, but I no, I mean, I think she's not going to be. Yeah, same, same. She's very pretty, though. Oh, no, Gorge. She's Gorge. Delusional. Just a bit, just a bit, just a bit. But maybe that bit is enough to, you know, maybe. 
It's a new week, a new beginning, and Kitten is still there. She feels bad about sending girlfriend home, but why is she taking the onus on it when Aurora could have saved her? Aurora says that she had an opportunity to save herself while she landed in the bottom again. Now, Nira is going to announce the rules of the Golden Beaver because she has decided she makes the rules. She says it's a one-time chance and believes that nobody should have the beaver twice. Do you agree? I don't agree with that. Hell no! Hell no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Melinda wants to know if there's going to be alliances. Absolutely. And there is why you can't have the beaver multiple times because alliances are aligning. Denim has formed an alliance with Aurora as they are both very different artists and have different strengths. Good idea. We're going to see. Kiki doesn't seem too keen on the alliance idea, but Aurora tells her if she wants to go for Miss Congeniality, then go for it. And the producers said, no, you can't go for Miss Congeniality, so you're going to have to deal with it this episode. How would you play with the Golden Beaver? I don't know. I think, you know, I would want one to make the strongest alliance with someone who I know is good, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And we all be going. We all be going back and forth. We go back and forth. Yes. Right. Um. And if one of us slips up and has a golden mirror, you save their ass. <laughs> That's how it should work. That's mm-hmm. absolutely how it should work. Now, Melinda will try to have a moment by saying that Beaver should be a reminder to step your pussy up all the time. Beaver, pussy, boom. But it doesn't matter what she says, as dear sweet denim asks if beaver is a word for pussy because she doesn't know why they keep making jokes about it. Jeremy, (laughs) you've watched a lot of Drag Race, right? I have, yes. You've watched a lot of Canada's Drag Race, right? Yes. Certainly they've talked about beavers on Canada's Drag Race. They certainly have. Certainly you've gone to a drag show where someone's talked about a beaver. Yep. Yep. Do they not have beavers in Montreal? That's what I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. The alarm sounds as Rue gives them hints for a design challenge and the fear is in the room. Daddy Braddy is here and he's wearing shorts. You're a bit of a fashion icon. I, I In my eyes, I think you a are. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Why is he wearing shorts? He said it's too hot in that workroom. From what I remember, this was filmed in like March. I don't know. In Canada. I don't know. He I think he was trying to live in that moment of whatever theme that they were gonna try. Well, quote unquote, whatever theme that they were trying to do for this episode. Sure. But... Sure. Um now if you saw Brad Goreski walk into a room and you had already hired him to be your stylist, would you fire him on the spot? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm coming after Brad, but like Grad Queen wore a lot of shorts and blazer combinations, but she made it look good. Yes, that part. She made it look really good. All right, let's talk about it. He says that if they were anything like him growing up, they had fantasies of gracing the glossy covers of fashion magazines. Their dreams are about to come true as they are going to do a fierce photo shoot for this week's mini challenge. To make sure they look extra fab, they must each select one of the gorgeous wigs that highlight one of the 11 head-turning hues available from got to be metallic's hair color. Come on, product placement. Yeah, they they said, didn't even try to hide it. No, they said here. And then, no, not only that, it's the, for each wig that got picked out, here's like a five-second mm-hmm. <laughs> reel mm-hmm. of them holding it. I'm going to embarrass you right now. Yes. Go have ahead. you ever dyed your hair? I I have. 
Shall you tell the listeners what you did? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was about, oh gosh, I was about 15. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to go um, dye my hair blonde. I had mm-hmm. my boyfriend at the time uh, do that. And I was like, not only do I want it blonde, I want it blue. You know what I did? I put blue dye right after I just bleached it, no later than like 10 minutes after. Mm-hmm. Slid off and I got a mucky silver gray. <laughs> Were you trying to be New York City's next Justin Bieber? No, because I you have to rem- remind the kids uh, what you did to your hair. Also, oh my gosh! Wait, my long, my long, my long, the long flat hair. iron. Oh my gosh! Yes, I used to, y'all. I used to straighten my hair almost daily. <laughs> if you don't follow Jeremy, you don't know that he has some of the most beautiful curls in the world. And this bitch was like, "No, I'm going to straighten it." Meanwhile, I have the straightest hair possible. I'm like, I can't do anything with it. <laughs> it was a moment. Yeah, it was a moment. I love when you do those um, 10-year challenges and shit. I'm like, <laughs> screenshot. The, the, these, new, these new kids don't have to deal with that because they have like no, they don't. They fashion don't. already in their face. Like they, they, they are learning from, from our mistakes. <laughs> exactly. All right. Amy is going to pick Blue Mercury. Aurora picks Urban Fuchsia. Venus goes with Metallic Silver. Kiki picks dark ruby melinda shuffles on over and takes amethyst chrome nira selects mermaid green denim goes with urban mauve luna picks dusty silver and kitten selects sakura pink first off there is someone who literally gets paid to name this shit what am i doing wrong with my life and probably three figures yeah which one would you have picked? And how much do you want to bet that Brad had them all fed through his earpiece? No way he memorized that shit. Oh, no, he did not memorize any of that. I don't know what, not the hidden earpiece that you can't see. Yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, I would have picked the amethyst color um, only because that is closely tied to like my birthstone. So That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Remember amethyst? That was so season 15. <laughs> Oh God, it's been a year. Can't, can't, I can't do it. Well, the cur- girls are going to head for the quick drag portion of the show, and by that, they're just playing with their hair and magically will appear in face, in full face, in beautiful face. Most of them. Let's head to set where Venus is up first, and yeah, she looks dazzling. She looks hot, and that bob. We learn that Venus is a signed model. She will pose the house down and then bang, the confetti cannon goes off. She was terrified. And there it is, the gimmick of the challenge. Everyone is going to get blasted with confetti. Have you ever been blasted with confetti? I may or may not have been. Yeah, that checks out. Next up is Melinda. And that is a face only no one can love. Don't fool yourself, girl. Um, Why has no judge told her to fix her face she is silver i I, there is a it's something i've been noticing right for for her and not to like dig at her or anything like that but you watch it on tv and i'm just like girl blend or also find a and i know again we all know makeup expensive um Mm -hmm. some mixing and matching that you can do with other products to find Mm -hmm. that blend that that fits your skin tone the way it needs to 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 match it, and that's not happening. And, and then that wig with that outfit, someone has to give her styling points. 
like she is not a model but she does get the shit out of scared out of her um and what she found to be her sexy pose made her look constipated i know um listen that could be me that very well could be me i don't know no one's ever asked me to look sexy for them so that's un un unsolved territory there but um melinda kiki's up she looks hot she sued her pants though but she ate she ate she ate that no she ate that she ate that Next, we have Kitten, who, when the confetti blasted her, she didn't even feel it. She will just stand there until she almost falls down and go boom. But she was um, serving face. She was serving face. Let's be she real. was serving face, and she almost served life alert. <laughs> Luna has model runway, and she looks hot. At, and at first go, she got scared of the confetti, but then she was fine. She will be asked to do a hair flip. And yeah, I guess she did not glue that hair down in this challenge. That was sending me, that sent me um, to the floor. I was Girl. like, how do you just not do that? I know, like, I don't know what their time limit was to do this quickly or not, but security, secure that wig. We have Aurora who will not even react to the confetti. Maybe she's deaf. I don't know. I love her, even if she thought when asked to do a flip, she almost did a somersault. I was living for that. That was so that was funny. That was funny. You know what? It's the blonde hair she put in her boy self. You know? Yeah. Herself dumb. Yes. Denim is ready to be the world's first 5'3 model. She's having a blast and loving it too. She will get scared and then get turned on. And I feel like that's just a Friday night for her. It is. We we can see it. We can see yeah. it. Nero will jump right into the confetti and she is not serving at all, but allegedly she was because the final product was great. So how we got from what we saw to what we then will see, um, your guess is as good as mine. And Amy, she's insane. She is, but you know, she was good. She was given Dominican mom realness though with that wig and that she wig. really was. She was asking daddy to blow her and she wasn't even ready to be blown when it happened. She gives me this old school drag race contestant willing to play, willing to go hard, and doesn't give a fuck about the English as a second language. She is there to play. Um and she's giving, she's giving something that. Yeah. I think, okay, she's giving a personality that I think we've been missing for quite a while in Drag Race. Mm -hmm. Um, Either international, Canada, you know, whatever Drag Race franchise. She's just having fun. It's very much in line to the Jessica Wilde, Yara Sophia, Alexis Mateo generation of Drag Race. Yes, very much. Very much. Well, the winner of the mini challenge is near enough. Sure. (laughs) Great. She won $2,000 cash and a radiant supply of got to be hair products. How much do you think she's actually used? You know, <laughs> let's be real. I don't know. You also, sell it on eBay. Also, I would love to know if this cash is taxed or not. Because, you know, I don't want my cash taxed. I don't know how it works in Canada. I don't know how anything works in Canada besides free health care. They have that. Right. Because I was like, hmm, the $2,000 in my pocket. 
Well, let's get to the maxi challenge. Brad says that when he was picking out his outfit, he came to a shocking realization. He has way too many clothes. He is cleaning closet and donating his iconic wardrobe to them. They have to rummage through Brad's hand-me-downs and create a drag-tastic look that screams upcycled couture. Keyword, upcycled. Using only items from his closet, they have to take the items off the rack and make them off the hook. Jeremy? Mm-hmm. How's your closet? Do you have too many clothes? I have way too many clothes. Yeah, you do. And I have a walk-in closet and I still can't like fit everything. Like I have a massive walk-in, a true walk-in closet where you have to like take a corner. So mm-hmm. like you're walking and you got to take a corner to look at one side and you got to take another corner to look at the other side. Too many clothes. Now, Jeremy. Yeah. Has your wardrobe doubled? It sure has. <laughs> Can you fit in your fucking boyfriend's clothes? Um, <laughs> I cannot. Uh, yeah, I cannot, but that don't stop me from taking some of his clothes. Yeah, yeah. Can he fit in your clothes? He can. No, he absolutely cannot. Okay, okay. (laughs) The race is on, and we're going to find out that Nira is not going to get an advantage. Why do you think she didn't get an advantage? Because we always, always see in a design challenge, whoever wins the mini challenge gets some sort of like 10 second head start. I know that it's, it's funny. I wonder if they're, I'm wondering if, no. In my head, I was like, maybe the, the play of the, the golden beaver kind of or the beaver just point blank period. Um, maybe yeah. they just don't like her that part. What would your concept be for this challenge? What are some of the first items you would have selected, and why would it have been the leather pieces? Leather, yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, I think for me. You know, me who probably can't, I know damn well I can't sew, right? Mm-hmm. But if I knew how to sew, I still pick the easiest fabric to like, to manipulate, to upside. Of course. Because um, I know stretch, like- Stretch, stretch, stretch. All these queens were picking out some of these materials, but are you sure you won't do that? <laughs> the girls have collected their goods. They are not dealing with rolls of fabric. No, no, they have actual fabric already put onto a garment. Nira has grabbed everything in the pink and purple color story, and from there she's going to figure it out, which usually doesn't work on Drag Race. You probably got to have a plan beforehand. Yep. Kiki says she has worked with coats, pants, blankets, curtains. She is mostly concerned about having enough fabric. Ain't that the truth? Unless you're a skinny bitch and can get away with wearing little to nothing. Is that a dig at someone? Because we know damn well who... (laughs) Yeah, we can. We will. As the girls get to cutting, Luna will ask who knows her way around a machine, and overall, it is silent in that room. I did it once in college. I was so terrible. It is not my forte. As I've told this story on the podcast before, I was told to make a pair of pajama bottoms. To this day, I still don't know what's the front and what's the back. It's it's a it's a it's a skill. Let's be real. It's a skill. It's it's. And I'm really not fans of sharp, pointy things. So me and like and and sewing needles and shit, I don't want them stuck in my finger. That's not fun. I don't want to play the game. Same thing with like wood constructing. I don't want to do it. If it's sharp, go have someone do it for me. Yep. Venus says she has taken a handful of sewing lessons, like a good potential drag race queen should, but the information has left her brain. She has a million ideas, but does not know where to begin, so she's ripping things. I feel you, girl. If I was frustrated, rip it, rip it, rip it. Now, to make the room laugh, Nira will mock Venus and her entrance look as she has found a body thong. Uh, Why did Brad have that, and do you reckon that his real friends of WeHo knew about it? 
I don't think they knew about it. Oh, no. Mm, no, maybe they did. Maybe they did. Speaking of, are we going to find out like in a week or two that surprise, there's a show going on after Drag Race on MTV and you're not getting full 90 minutes anymore? I hope it's not the, let's be real. Cause I, you know, if one thing can unite the Drag Race fandom was that show. Yeah. yeah was that yeah, damn yeah. show. Yeah. Denim wouldn't say she sews, but she crochets. She wants to challenge herself and make knitwear couture. Isn't that just an oxymoron? It is. <laughs> Yeah, she shows up this beautiful teal knit netting thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why, Brad? Why? What is with your wardrobe? Well, Denim will turn it into a dress and build patchwork throughout it. Now, Luna went to fashion school, so she knows her way around a sewing machine. So her creative juices are flowing. She throws on a lime green shirt on one side, a salmon one on the other. And you know what? I approve. That was a good color combo. Good job, girl. What? And wait, actually... You know, and just, I mean, it was even Spongebob, but, you know, it was, it was there. <laughs> yeah, it was. She thinks she has an advantage of the girls who don't know how to sew, but says she has competition like girls like Kiki in the house and, and is there and they're the ones to watch out for. So let's go see how they're doing. Thanks for this segue, Amy. Kiki says they have a lot of fabric, but there is not enough of one fabric to make one outfit. So how does that explain what she is going to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that Kiki will advise Amy to be careful of mixing and matching colors as she doesn't think they should explode and collide and end up looking like shit did Amy understand any of that apparently not nope nope not at no. all Kiki says she is lucky to have three of the same big dresses do you think they were present for other outfits or other looks or did they just get lucky and get three of the same dress I think they got lucky. So it was the real challenge to find like the little literal needle in the haystack and find the thing that was multiple of in that rummage. I feel like, yeah. Fucking lucky girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's one of those situations where obviously, thank God we saw it on the floor to see that they were actually jackets and shirts. Yeah. Cause that literally could have been from a spool of fabric. Honestly. Yes. Honestly. Why does Brad have three of those? I'm. <sighs> Do you think it is when he and his besties went to Provincetown and put on a little gay skit? I think it might be. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Little tea dance. Little tea dance. At... Doing Liza. Little Liza Minnelli. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Kitten saw a puffer jacket. It was pink, so that is her. She found some gold for a pink and gold moment, so she's having a vision of urban couture dance stage outfit. Sounds like a contradiction. Very much a contradiction. Um, when she said that, I was like... That doesn't make sense. No, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> she says designing is what she does as she makes stage dance costumes for drag queens. Will it be enough for the drag race judges? Well, usually not, but I feel like they're going to make an exception for her because she's delightful. Amy is about to tell us her vision. She's going with a shower vibe. She has towels and sponges, and Monet Exchange is heard screaming at her TV, run away, girl, get out. <laughs> Do you think Monet Exchange, anytime she sees a sponge, has PTSD? I think she might. I think she might. She's like, okay, I'm done. Until someone streams soak it up and she gets residuals. Yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Kiki knows that towel is not the go-to for couture. 
And I want to ask you about this. Maybe I'm not good at English. Maybe I didn't learn things. Maybe things are different in Canada. She's not the only one who will refer to towel, meaning multiple towels. Mm -hmm. Brad says it later. He said towel, meaning multiple towels. What is the plural for towel? Isn't it towels? It is towels. Then why do these bitches say towel? I, I wonder if it's like an Canadian thing. Maybe. Canada, someone tell me. I really need to know because I was very taken and very confused by it. Because, yeah, towel is singular. Like that yeah. towel. And okay. towel is plural. Yeah. I mean, I am dumb, but this was this was like, okay, maybe I'm not watching or listening correctly, but okay, okay. Now, do you think they threw in the towels for this little closet of Brad's to fuck with the girls knowing that it would actually be a hindrance more than a help to use? I think so. I think why so. the fuck did she think this was a good idea? Hasn't she watched the goddamn show before? I know. And I'm I'm I was when they picked it up, I mean, I mean, anyone who picks up a towel knows damn well that one that that don't stretch. No. That don't stretch. And it's also heavy. And it's not something you can easily, unless you have the skill set behind it. The so, only positive about a towel is if you're sweating on that stage, it's going to soak it up. Exactly. Or crying. You know, you got little tears. That's true. Kiki knows that the towel is not going to go for a couture. And she's going to try to be a good sis and tell Amy what materials she should use. And that teal blazer. Um, I was going to say if it wasn't used, I would take it. It was gorgeous. But we're going to see what... The bitch did with it. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Amy is not going to listen as she thinks she doesn't have enough time to rethink things. So she will work with what she has. I don't know. Maybe she skipped all the design challenges throughout the history of Drag Race. If people are saying it's not going to work, you listen to them. Exactly. And folks who also, like, you know, been doing drag for a hot minute. Mm. Nira is trying to find her vision as she talks to Aurora about a suit she found. Keeping the sleeves, adding a shoulder, she needs to get her head in the game. She sees herself as an offspring of the hot glue gun girls and claims there will be seams on her outfit. Nail glue is also an option for her, but not the cone of shame she thinks she could wear. That is not an option. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Where do you stand when it comes to the hot glue gun girls? You know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and you can do it well if you do it right. <laughs> we have seen a lot of shows where some of the judges like never glue and the others being like, you should glue. It's better. Yeah. Do you think we are at the time where I need to write the unofficial drag race rule book and figure out the rules for shit? Because this one is probably, I think, in my top five of what is actually the rule. Besides the makeover challenge of what's the actual rule of a makeover challenge? Is it family resemblance? Is it having matching lists? What, what the fuck are we supposed to be doing? The other one also, pasty or no pasty? Oh, you know, you Rue right. hates it. Others don't. Mm-hmm. Wig on or wig off during lip sync. Rue hates it. Others don't. I just need consistent rules throughout the Drag Race cinematic universe. Yeah, I think they're all arbitrary based on like like likeness yeah. of things. Um, but I mean, we'll get to it. But like, the glue did a good job. 
Let's go check in with Melinda, who is slowly solidifying herself as one of the biggest drag race personalities in history. Not good at the art of drag, but certainly great at the art of reality television. <laughs> she will sit down on the floor in this wild furry jacket that I'm not sure is hers or Brad's and stare at her shit. She wants to take her gold and turn it into a dress. As Venus describes Melinda, she is having some sort of symbiotic telekinesis conversation. Who is in the coat? Who is she talking to? Because it's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And I couldn't, I could I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Quote, utilize some of the leather. Do I have enough for the bottom? Category is things Melinda said, but also things that could have come out of my mouth too. Melinda knows that this is a design challenge. She knows her skills, technically. She went to fashion school. She can make this polyester wow. I hope people play that to her on repeat all the time. I need to be put on a lip sync. Yeah. (laughs) Braddy is back looking for the hot glue gun girls in the house. Now Nira joins first where Brad is about to see one of his favorite items get destroyed. What is she planning on doing with that jacket? Well, she tells him following the V-shape of the collar with a skirt on the bottom she shares with her drag, she likes to show a lot of skin and a pop princess moment. Brad is like, I hear you, but I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. Feels a little bit basic. He wants couture, and that's the main event. He says if she is a pop princess, where is the element of princess? She hears it and says, okay, sure, I will try, but I'm going to still give you near enough couture. Yeah, no, if you get that advice, like, yeah, you can do Pop Princess Couture because it exists. We have examples of what that could look like. Now, when she said Pop Princess Couture, and we'll discuss her look, do you think when she actually meant the actual Pop Princess Britney Spears? Because she did give us kind of a toxic airline stewardess look. I think she, I think she did. She did, but she just didn't want to name Brit Brit. Yep. Also, like, was it giving couture? I don't know. We'll yeah. talk about right. We'll talk about that. Mel- Melinda has gold, 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 and more gold. She says this is a design challenge. It's in her wheelhouse, and she is feeling the pressure to prove herself. She will reveal that she went to George Brown College in Toronto for fashion techniques and design. Brad is very taken by this, and to me, it means nothing. Yep. He's like, okay, great. <laughs> is that maybe like the equivalent of like FIT? It probably could be the equivalent to FIT there. So is that maybe a way that we can compare Melinda to FIT's very own Aquaria? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, never mind. Can't nope, do that. Nope, nope. Can't do oh, that. Oh, boy. That. Oh, wow. She tells him that she's going to do something in line with Versace. Not Versace, Versace. She then says that another thing is to transform this gold blazer, not to be confused with the infamous blazer to come, she will be transforming it into a halter dress. Brad tells her that her personality has been shining through and they are waiting for the style to match the personality. Jeremy, is that a nice way to say your fashion fucking sucks? That is a nicer way to say that. To be like, you can do better. At what point do these judges guys say your fashion fucking sucks? I know. It's not helping her. It's Nothing not. is helping her. It's not. It's rough. It's rough out here. He recommends that she take a beat and show her personality through something she designed and remember to make a couture. The time is to give them a wow moment. It's now. 
Too bad it's not on the stage. It's going to happen backstage. The trauma. We have Denim, who has brought everything that is made from yarn onto this table. She shares that a lot of her drag is upcycled, and she loves to thrift things and turn it into something completely new. She does textiles and crochet, and what she is wearing is actually one of her creations. I hope she has an Etsy page. I hope so, too. You know how much bank that you can be like, I was on Drag Race, and I make custom yeah, it is because speaking I, of etsy you can go to my etsy page and buy my jewelry you know what we have currently we you can buy your own custom taylor swift inspired friendship bracelets Ooh. you can also buy your own custom they're called feeling inspired bracelets there's like friendship bracelets but they say powerful words like strength and inspire um yeah more to come Will I have some friendship bracelets that might say some names of drag queens on it coming very, very soon? You betcha. Hey. Denim tells Brad that she is leaning into mesh, skin-tight patchwork, knit, crochet, vibe. She was spiraling as her looks have all been too chaotic, and he says, no, no, don't, don't dial it back. Go all in. Be chaotic. Do you like chaos? I do like chaos. I do Other like people's chaos, not your own chaos. Not my own chaos. Oh, hell no. Um... I could I could say this from the runway looks that I've been seeing so far of denim, it's organized chaos. Yeah, I, curated chaos. Yes, that like it it looks as a concept can be chaotic, but it's so so organized in a way that's presentable and that someone doesn't get overwhelmed. Right. We have Luna bringing color as she is going to color block. Always a smart choice. She is thinking something fun and chaotic and mosquito. I'm not a fashion girly. Is Moschino chaotic? It's not. It's. I didn't think so. It's more of a. How do I say it? Polished, clean. Polished, polished luxury. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's confident in the challenge, but is worried about not having enough fabric. But Brad tells her she is heading the right direction. Now, Brad knows that this one will actually stir the pot. So she is asked who she thinks is having a little bit of trouble. And she says, Anyone who has no idea how to use a sewing machine, which is the T. It's time for Amy and her insane shower posse. She shares that it's all from the shower, and Brad is like, oh, really? In a playful way, but the subtext was, girl, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. When asked what she's doing with all of his shower paraphernalia, she is going to make a dress. She will use the loofahs to be flowers. Does she feel like the design represents her? Well, she will bury her head in said loofahs, and that's not the answer Brad was hoping for. He will remind her it is upcycle couture, and it has to be couture. But Amy is like, I don't have time for your ideas, girl. I'm going to sell it. Another one. What was she thinking? I don't know what she was thinking. I and like I'm wondering too. What 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 made her even before he came in to talk? She already psyched herself out that she didn't want to new, do a new idea. She was committed to whatever she had in her the brain. The thing is, now maybe timing was different. I didn't see her so fucking single thing yet. She could have easily done the same idea with, I don't know, different material. Different material. Some editing. Yeah. Kitten is excited about this challenge of designer and shows the drawing to Brad as she gives off a bit of a puffer jacket skirt. She will be incorporating the existing zipper. She's hoping to keep a cinched waist so it's couture, and Brad is on board as it's something they haven't seen for her, so get to work. 
Aurora comes in bringing nice bright colors and Brad is like, is that from Nana's closet? He's not wrong. He's not. He's not. She doesn't want to, she doesn't do classic glam and thinks this could be her shot to do something summer and spring and flowy. I miss summer. Are we ever going to get it back? I miss it. It's so also we go to the beach not, next summer. Yes. I miss the sun. I miss yeah, the me sun. too. I don't get like Boston, Cambridge. We don't get that. You're not going to see it until May. I'm sad. <laughs> sad. I literally bought a happy lamp for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Kiki joins Brad where she is asked as a designer, does she feel the pressure to produce something amazing? And she says the expectations are in fact high as Brad also tells her the girls are shaking. She wants to show her personality as she wants to show a pageant gown. She shows the material and says it's giving evening wear Oscar structured clean line. And he tells her that simple is effective, but simple has to be perfect. And don't you worry. It will be. Oh my God. They will get into shop talk as she tells them that she doesn't have a lining for the fabric and is unsure how it will lay properly as there is not enough weight on it. And he tells her the contour aspect will be in the tailoring. Now he says that now. What do you think that bitch who actually tailored a jacket is going to say about that line? Oh, they're going to be pissed when they see that? or Yeah, hear? she's not going to be happy with that one. Kiki knows if she doesn't pull it together, she could be in trouble again. Venus's angle is sort of New Jersey woman who has been invited to a president dinner at the White House. First off, I love that this Canadian girl thinks that's what a woman going to the White House will look like. Right. <laughs> Second off, why did Michelle Visage force the narrative that all New Jerseyans wear leopard print? I'm really a fucking offended. You know... We got we got to call up Mr. Fasach for that. Have she, you ever seen me wear leopard print? No. 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 It's not also, all of us do it. It's also not a flattering pattern. Don't oh, Michelle's gonna kill you. Watch out. Michelle, come for me. She's gonna come <laughs> for you. She doesn't want it to be basic and wants to give couture and glamour. And Brad notes that she seems like a fashion lover. Does this represent her? Nope. Who is she? Well, he wants to make sure that this lines up with her runway moments. She's got to live up to the bar she set herself. So, Jungle Lady, go back to the forest. New Jersey, Jungle Lady, forest. They don't line up. What? what the lost. same way that they're lost in who they are, so is Brad. <laughs> now, before Daddy Brady goes, he reveals that the guest judge for the week is senior fashion writer and style editor at Vogue, Christian Allaire. I don't know who he is, what he does until now. <laughs> He's a person who's Canadian. He is. he is. And I was wondering if, you know, you know, that 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 lead up to Vogue, I was like, Anna went to nope, never mind. <laughs> no. Well, it's time to start stressing. The girls know that it's a lot of pressure. And Venus says she could not fuck this up in front of Vogue. That would have been the line of the episode. Like, she's actually thinking she's turning it to Vogue. But no, alas, girl, it's not the head of the magazine. It is the writer man. Yep. Now, Melinda. Dear Melinda, she says she has decided to turf the gold. I guess that means toss it away, kaput. Because she has found this oversized coat in plaid. She is inspired to take it apart and turn it into a dress and something new and actually be wearable. Like it wasn't before. Uh, I'm fairly certain. Maybe I'm making shit up. 
Didn't we see Brad wear this on Canada's Drag Race before? Yes, we have. Okay, so it was already wearable. Yep. Or was that a read to Brad? It could be both. Welcome to the beginning of the most iconic look Melinda will ever wear. How is she doing? She shares with Kiki that the feedback was that her garments did not live up to the personality she brought and says her taste level has never been questioned in her life. I laughed and like the girls in the room realized she was serious. Has no one ever been like, girl, the fashion police are coming? Uh, you know, I think when, okay, so like when she said that, it made me think of um, a conversation. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was Drag Race or outside of Drag Race, uh, where Nino West said, "You know, you you where you're from, you are like the superstar, and no one tells you anything, right? And you come mm-hmm. to Drag Race, and you're like, oh, what do you mean? I have to edit this, 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 and that, right? No one has ever told me, right?" Do you think it's possible that in Ottawa, Melinda has like won all of their version of the Glam Awards? I'm pretty sure. You know who hasn't won a, a fucking Glam Award? Me. I haven't won a single one. You're going to win a Glam Award in 20. I hope so. I hope so. Now, Lynn, Luna says for Melinda, it will come down to implementing style because her looks don't hit. Let's put a pin on this next statement. When Melinda says she is getting critiques from the best of the best, is that's what they do. So she is taking it all and doing her best. She says, otherwise, what is the point of being there if she's not going to listen to the feedback and just says, this is how I've done it my whole life. Roll the tape on that one, bitch. Because guess oh, what? Want- they will. Yeah, because, you know, we. she said what she said. All right, Kiki's going to show Kitten her look so far. And her response is, it looks like a gown. Her aesthetic is very pageant opulence and all that. And after her conversation with Brad, she's adding some flourishes so she can stay true to herself. Now, Venus will panic over with Aurora as she has a pattern, but not enough material. It's time to get creative. So she's trying to get material from Aurora, but she is using it all. If you were in a competition and your good sis says, hey, I need fabric, your response would be? What kind of fabric? And let me see what I have left over when I'm done. Oh, so you are going for Miss Congeniality. I get it. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Never share your material unless you're getting something out of it. I mean, a trade. What, what's the exactly. trade? Do I need what you have? I mean, listen, we're talking about trade. We are talking about Venus. Oh, oh my God. They remind me of some out of drag. I'm not going to say their name. Out of drag. They remind me of... Uh, Boston Queen, who also looks similar out of drag. And I'm just like, who is that? Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Fine as hell. (laughs) Venus is lost in a sea of everything, but looking at her shit, how does she not have enough material? She literally wears nothing. Venus is feeling herself, starts to lose it. She has to figure something out fast. It is now elimination day, and what is hotter than nearest third degree burns? Me. No, actually me, not Nira. I'm hotter than Nira. Let's be real. I don't have that filler in me. Not yet, at least. Jeremy, have you ever dreamed of getting that much filler? Oh, hell no. Have you ever had anything? uh, The only cosmetic thing I have done is laser hair removal on my ass. Well, there it is, friends. Yep. Yeah, it might be TMI, but... 
best listen thing. i'm sure if you wanted to f- see it one day you could find it somewhere i'm not going to tell you how but you probably could we cannot i, I no i'm not gonna no, say <laughs> never just hack jeremy's phone that's how you find it he's got a boyfriend of course he shares photos on the phone all the time is what? that what boyfriends do or you just see each other all the time so you don't need to share photos anymore uh no we do both Oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, we do both. We, you know, we share photos or it's like, all right, you want to take your clothes off? That's very sweet of you. Maybe one day when I have a boyfriend, I'll do that. Oh, boy. Moving on. They only have a couple hours to get their scraps into fashion. Mira is happy to have something that will cover her body, just not her ass. That won't be covered because she needs to show her assets. Kiki is feeling good as Amy tells her and the room that if you are a designer, you have to bring something gaggy. So she is not a designer, but Venus is like, they're expecting something from you too, girl. So Amy's like, I'm going naked. Could you imagine? Nope. Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) What would you do if the prompt was bare naked or born naked? Oh, I do not know. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Maybe that'd be a brilliant theme for an upcoming season sometime. I don't know. Or naked. I literally probably just be a baby. There it is. That's very cute. Uh, speaking of runways and you and 2024, maybe we'll see you in drag. Maybe, maybe, maybe I really, I really want to put some time and money to the side just to, okay. uh, to perk it We're up. all waiting. And also like, you know, I, I built so many connections to drag folks in boston so like having them be like tips and pointers obviously also side note y'all listening uh if your friends do drag and you ask them to put you in drag uh make sure you're compensating them because makeup is expensive it's true absolutely like not like here's some wine or some food like literally monetary this is time and effort unless I find someone who's going to paint me for episode 1000 when I celebrate that and they're famous Rue girl anyway. Maybe then I won't compensate them because they're probably richer than I am anyway. Um, but maybe that's his pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. I'm going to I'm gonna still speak it in fruition. I haven't asked her yet. I still want for episode 1000 to be painted by Nikki Doll. That's what I, that's what I want. Ooh, I might make it happen. I might I'll have to say that. Also, so that amazing. You know, it'd be really cool to do that as like a live I I have thoughts. We're, we're, we're going to figure out how to make something like that happen. We'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, will Amy win this week? Well, Venus will call her out as she recalls. Amy said, watch me. I'm going to win next week. Well, I'm not a fortune teller, but I can tell you it's not in her cards. Not in her cards. Kiki will tell her friends, use the towels to wipe her tears. Uh, shade, but also tea. Mm-hmm. Who's ready for a cringy segue? I am. Aurora says they have been playing in Brad's closet. And she is wondering what people's stories of coming out were like. Ooh, okay. Good thing to talk about. We should have figured out a better way to get into it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to share too much, but did you have a positive coming out story? I had a mix. Uh, mix one. At first, it wasn't negative, but I, I at first it was negative, and then it it kind of it grew into something more positive, right? Um, so I didn't come out on purpose. It's by mm-hmm. accident. Uh, it's when we had a house computer for folks that are younger listeners. 
Um, and I had photos of my boyfriend at the time and we we're kissing on the beach and I forgot to log out of my account. Oopsie. And that's the first thing my parents saw. And yeah, it didn't go over so well. Um, but after time and healing, uh, you know, they're now one of the most supportive like folks to have on my side. And hey, y'all, I get paid to literally be gay as like a director of an LGBTQ center now so they come a long way (laughs) it's amazing the first time i ever told anyone that i was bi i was high on medication after getting all four of my impacted wisdom teeth out oops you know how i did it do you know how i did it how over aim or it be aim yeah what would the world be like if we had aim now chaotic yeah Though, you know what? I think we would have some of the most iconic um, away messages. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> can we bring back away messages? Can that actually be a thing? How Let's can see- we do that? Let's bring back away messages. Maybe we can implement that. I mean, this Instagram, that, that's, that silly little... No, the notes don't count. That's that that's still stupid. I- All right, someone get on it. We're going to do away messages. All right, let's start with Venus. She says she was playing in her mom's closet doing drag since preschool. Okay, good for you. Her parents would find her dressed up as a princess, and then we're going to see her photo, which was so adorable, very, very cute. She says they never stopped her from doing it. She is very blessed. Luna says she came out to her parents in a letter. She put it in the letterbox, left her keys and SIM card, and took off. It was a runaway story. She tells us that she typed a three-page letter that she told them she will tell them this and do it with it. You will. And she went. She had reached her breaking point as she predicted shame and judgment from her parents. She says, being a Nigerian queer African person, it's a lot of pressure with the culture. Both of her parents are pastors, so the pressure to be perfect all the time got to her. They didn't know she's there on the show. They will find out that she is still gay and also a cross-dresser, but a fierce one at that. Uh, that that's a heart wrenching tale. That was, and the vulnerability in that was just wow. It's one of those situations. Obviously, like we wish we had more time in the show. We want to hear more of the follow up because I would love to know if you're going to run away like that. Where her outlet was? How how where did she go next? Because obviously, if you're going to make a bold move like that, you really want to know you have support somewhere. So I would love to know how she got that support because that's something i think a lot of queer youth could learn from and and use and utilize exactly amy says that she has a similar story as she came from a traditional conservative family they are evangelical christians and she thought she had a demon inside her because she started getting attracted to guys at 14 she says she felt she didn't belong to the world she tried to kill herself two times because of it She was tired of praying and trying to get the homosexual demon out of her. She was trying to do everything to be normal and felt she was sick and should die. She says keeping the secret and not telling her family, she felt no one would love or respect her. She says she got tired of it and Luna says they asked how much of a breaking point you can get when you're trying, when God is trying to change you. Amy says that killing yourself is just another way to get out and says you have to do something in that moment right now. Aurora will go and give her a hug as Amy says she is so happy to be out as God made her the way she is. She is fabulous, honey. Another heart-wrenching story. Mm-hmm. No, that hit that hit hard. That story. Um, right. And 
well, I don't know if we're going to get into it, but like the that, that little piece of conversation that happened, right? About like, and I and I work with students about this, right? Holding holding multiple identities is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's okay to be religious and spiritual and still embrace your queer identity. Right. And we don't see a lot of that representation all the time. Exactly, because there is very much a stigma about it. And, and maybe it is learned, maybe it is seeing it through other people, but for the most part, when, at least in my upbringing, a lot of things that I see in New York, um, when you hear someone who is gay and they're like, I'm going to church, they're like, what? That doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. But there are people who can be both. Yep. And find sometimes their greatest support systems there um, because they're not looking at their queerness right. as an issue. They're looking and at obviously the we don't know the full story. We don't know where they go, who, what the kind of um, congregation, all that stuff yeah. is because blanket, you would think they are not accepting it at all, but that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Luna and Amy will connect in this moment as they didn't realize how similar they are. They had no clue. And Luna thinks they can build a relationship off of this. Be strong, fierce divas who came out of this life where they prove that they can be enough and still love God and still be fierce and true. Amy thanks God for loving her for who she is. It's her relationship with God. And then she will make a bold statement for the room and say that maybe God's gay. Um, I mean, God is a woman, according to Ari. Right. Yeah. Why are these conversations on this show so fucking important? Yeah, I think for me, right, um, and again, for the listener, I'll reiterate this. I literally, my job is supporting LGBTQ identified folks, right, or folks who are discovering their LGBTQ identity. Um, I think it's important for folks, one, to view that they're, one, not alone, two, that they can they can make it, right, and, and be successful and find aspects of that, that queer joy, right, um, in the face of adversity, um, and it, it sheds a light, right? Again, going back to the spirituality thing, right? Y'all, you can hold multiple identities, right? We, you know, sometimes it's hard to grapple with that, um, but you can hold it, and you're still valid regardless of the yeah. identity that you hold. Even though we hear a lot of coming out stories on Drag Race. At what point do you think the mainstream viewers who don't identify in the community will get it in their head that they have to be allies and share these stories as well? Yeah, I I, I don't know when that will happen. Um, I recently was having a conversation with someone about um, kind of shifting away from the stories of coming out versus coming in, right? Because... Mm-hmm. It's going to be a privilege for you to hear, like, us as LGBTQ folks go through so much, right? Um, and rescripting is like, oh, you want to know what it's really like? Uh, I'm going to have this relationship with you. I'm going to call you in so you can truly understand in hopes mm-hmm. that, one, you understand that's a privilege of you knowing this part of my my life. And two, that you understand your role, right, after hearing this to make the spaces that other folks exist in a better environment for them. Right. I love that. All right. Let's throw some shade and drop some spilling piping hot tea. 
as we bring it to the runway where hostess Brooklyn Heights is giving us showgirl Cirque realness. This was absolutely beautiful. The color was right. The hair was right. When it's right, it's right. It So I, okay, I saw, I got to see Brooklyn this year uh, mm-hmm. in Boston um, at, at Legacy in Boston over here. Meet her in person, like literally, just talk to her. She is gorgeous. She can put on a show. She is, and and she's quite tall. Oh, very tall. Oh, um, I was like, oh, I don't need to like go all the way in the front because I can see her from stage. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I got to chat with her at DragCon. Will I ever release those interviews? I'm sure I will at some point. Friends, I need an intern. I need a twink turn. Someone fucking find me a twink turn. Um, but yeah, she was so sweet. We she was one of my absolute last interviews of the day. Um, there was no one in our booth and we're like, can we just chat quickly? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, you can sit. It's a podcast. She's like, thank God. Um, it was great. But, um, her panel has Brad Goreski who came out of the closet purse first, 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 welcome to the room purse first. Tracy Melcher and Vogue's Christian Allaire. He was sweet. He was, he was. Category is out of the closet and on the runway. We are going to play out and proud or dying inside. Not because of being in the closet, because we're dying inside by talking about what the fuck we're about to watch. Kit and Caboodle. I like the color story. Pink and gold do work brilliantly together. It's a very different silhouette for her. I don't personally love it. I think there's a lot of shape issues. The elements are fun. It feels like a design challenge look. I think the zipper was camp and good for her to figure out a way to utilize it. But for me, I, I, I'm impressed by the execution. It's just not fashionable. Yep. I'm I'm impressed that she was able to do that, pull that out. But it was missing this feeling of couture. It felt, right. some pieces felt, some pieces felt couture and creative and innovative. Others pieces felt like, why, what was the choice behind that? And if we were going to do that, it could have been polished a bit. Exactly. More. Brooklyn says that her kitty is just Liddy this week. She says she loses her shape in this and would have loved the skirt to be a little bit shorter. She loves when Kitten does sexy. Brad says she is very pretty pink pussy. He says literally exactly what she told him she was going to do. She did and says they can see how great she is at sewing as they are not easy materials to work with. Tracy says from hood to heel, she was shook and she is tickled pink by it. Christian loves how she makes formal wear with sportswear. He finds it interesting. He says she linged into Barbie goes skiing. <laughs> and to think this was before the Barbie movie was aired. Right. <laughs> I'm going to give her a soft out and proud. Uh, also soft out and proud because it's salvageable. Yeah. Audience, 52% out and proud, 48% dying inside. Venus, she can get away with wearing the lease and still looking good. That fucking bitch. I love the inspiration. I will not say the name of the inspiration until we get to that other bitch. I think it's got a nice level of grunge and punk. It's styled impeccably. But this is what I expected from her. It's very basic and simple for Venus. Yep. Very simple. Uh, very it, it, not pushing the envelope of couture. The, the, straight off the bat, it's not pushing any envelope. And it's something we've seen before on the runway. Yeah. I'll give it a soft out and proud Soft out and proud for me. Audience, 70% out and proud, 30% dying inside. Amy on Chanel, I am not ready to shower. Amy on Chanel, you have joined the Mount Rushmore of Design Challenge Fails and will now be placed in the same category as the likes of Jiggly Caliente, La La Ri, and Miss Naomi Carter. 
What a fucking disaster. She fell into the trap of the material and made literal crap say crap. The train of loofahs could have been a good idea if this was an unconventional material challenge, but she had actual good shit at her disposal. The styling is a mess. The colors are all over the place. It's so fucking bad. And that shower shoe fascinated her. Just burn it, girl. Oh, and remember that blazer that I wanted? It's been destroyed. And she placed it all over the fucking thing. You know, she, there was so, okay, so looking, you know, looking at her and like reviewing her look, so much needs to be edited, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I know she had those like shower shoes as like a little like headpiece. You know what could have been really cool? Um, using that prop and transforming that into a purse. There you or go. Pocket, mini pocketbook, right? Yep. Um, using and using the materials. I even think like, I mean, I'm I'm personally a fan of the skirt that she made out of the towels, um, because that for me that that's I think that's the only part that's giving me a couture. Let's be real, yeah. that's the only part giving me a couture. Everything else just felt like I just threw it on because I didn't know what to do with it. Literally that. Brad asks her to tell the story behind her look, and she says she is his wife, and they are about to take a hot shower. Okay. Tracy says when she hears Amy on say Chanel, she thinks fire and sexy, but she feels like she picked the story instead of the aesthetic. Christian loves the use of the towel and thinks it's something a lot of queer kids do growing up making a gown out of a towel. He says the ties around the arm area could have been done without and the loofah train he actually loves, but it got complicated when it got tangled. He says it was creative. Brooklyn says the assignment was to upcycle clothes into couture and says it looks like she recycled it, threw everything against the wall, and nothing stuck. She says her mug looks beautiful, her eyes are stunning, and she could sense she wasn't feeling herself. Amy will start to cry as Brooklyn says she didn't mean to make her upset. She says she's not upset but took classes to come there and sewed everything with the machine. She says she wants to push herself because it's not what she does. And Brooklyn says she knows she can do better than this and she has already seen it. Brad says that working with towel is a hard material. It's not hard for me to say I am dying inside. I'm dying inside. And it was just like, uh, if you just listen to the edits and listen to what could be done, there were just so many opportunities to, to really uplift this or upcycle this look. To our friends who decided to give some sympathy votes, 10% out and proud, 90% dying inside. Someone <laughs> was very nice. I'm not going to name names. Melinda Verga. She is wearing a Vivian and Westwood-inspired. Thanks to Melinda, we will most certainly get a Night of a Thousand Westwoods runway. Not because this was a great look, but because she has made a moment out of it. But we'll get to it. I think the problem is that all the tailoring she did didn't transform the look. I know exactly what it is. Does it look fun? Sure. Does it fit the specific challenge? No. Now, the styling of the bob and the sunglasses, major boot. Like, what the fuck is she thinking? And the blue contacts, Coco Montrese would like a word with her. Someone mm -hmm. go by her taste. Yep. Things were just not meshing. Like, okay, you want to know what pet peeve is? Yeah. Um, could have utilized those sleeves that she made could have been something that could have been used for her legs as mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. could have been pieces for that because that one you you can obviously you're like you just cut out pieces parts of the jacket um but this one if you did that it would have been a different kind of concept yeah uh, i would have preferred no glasses and also preferred a nice like oil back or like slit back gel hair um 
to Jeremy, do you think she has that in her wardrobe? I don't think she does. No. If it didn't come from Amazon, she doesn't have it. I know. I was like, it's hard because like she did good, right? She did good, but things just feel so misplaced. But also, is it actually upscaled? I don't know, right? It's more of a... She made a hat. She did. She did. But outside of like, outside of that, like, you just cut out pieces of fabric that on an already existing jacket and made like a jacket skirt that already existed within the jacket. Yeah. Brad says this is completely different from what she showed him and asks what made her switch everything up. She says... He told her to focus on what she already knew and run with it and says she took the oversight coat and turned it into the dress by taking in the seat, the sides and the bottom made it shorter. She took out the sleeves and made them into arm ornaments. He says it doesn't feel transformed and still feels like it's in the original form, but shorter. Christian says she's giving him headmistress in charge like she could get him in trouble in school and then she will try to flirt and it's really uncomfortable. He loves that she went with an edgier vibe, but the original garment is still there and he would have added more detailing and more leather. He thinks the shoes are a bit too simple and would have gone with a chunky boot to help elevate the look. Brooklyn says she understands and respects that she put a lot of work into it and effort into the tailoring, but says they need to be able to see the work and the transformation and says she doesn't. Tracy says at the end of the day, there is too much of the original material. Um, Listen, I know the work aesthetic is good and, what the project was she didn't meet the challenge i'm giving her a dying inside inside audience you're a lot kinder maybe because you like the moment 67 percent out and proud 33 percent dying inside a little surprised mm-hmm. ikiko this was the moment baby that gown is exquisite she certainly got lucky with the material and the amount she had to work with the dress is on that body perfectly. The top of the gown is structured expertly. The placement of the stones and the jewels make it a masterpiece. She's giving you a classic Hollywood silhouette with a hair to match. This was so well done. So well done. And you would have never thought this was an upcycled piece. Never. Never. Oh, can we talk about the genius of the, the jewels in the bottom? Talk about it. Uh, like, I know she was struggling to figure out what was a way to like weigh it down. So... You know, it, it one looked like an appropriate gown with appropriate length. And I thought it was genius to weight it down with some jewels. So smart. Brooklyn says for the first time in the history of Candace Drag Race, she got emotional when she walked out. She teared up. She says when she was glowing and could tell how beautiful she felt, she says she would wear it on the main stage because it's just stunning. Tracy says she looks rich and can't tell what it started as because it looks custom. Brad tells her that she said this is what she's going to do a simple silhouette it needed to be spot on and she is flawless he loves the fate the fact that she has beating around the bottom as it did weigh down the fabric he says it serves an engineering purpose and she found a way to add other elements to the gown and make it couture christian says he forgot they were in a design challenge when she walked out he says that the fact that she could take something and make it a gown that rivals Mugler and Scaparelli is the total package and is in total awe. It is 100% out and proud for me. Out and proud for me. She did it. Audience, 100% out and proud. Mm-hmm. Near enough. I do not want to fly near enough airlines. What is with the sisterhood of the traveling Bob? What a mess. Third one this episode. I think the color story is cute, but the execution is a major miss. The styling is a major miss, but her confidence is something I wish I had. 
She knows it's shit, but she is well airing it and selling it like it's Paris Fashion Week. There's a lot of delusion in this one, but she's fantastic when it comes to bringing entertainment. But we'll, we'll get to it. I mean, she's she sold it. Um, but uh, my my thing is one there. I even looking at the sleeves that was it was not fitted well. Point blank no. period. Uh, and maybe it's because she cut out most of it on the side, so that's why it's not right. Cinched the way it needs to be cinched. Um, there's too many holes. Sorry, there were too many. There, I know. Even like, last week, there were too many holes. What is it about fucking holes? I know the gays love holes, but this was too many holes. It's true. Tracy says that she loves her presentation and would want to buy a ticket to Nira Airlines, but as far as couture, it leaves her questioning the element of it. Christian says he's not approved by any means, but would have gone with less skin in certain areas. He says that if she was going to do a deep V, he would have avoided a side cutout and mini hemline. He says sometimes you have to think about what's going to be the focal point, and she has several focal points. Brooklyn says that she should come out there in a garbage bag, and she would try to sell it to them. She says they will always get a runway presentation from near enough, and there are aspects she loves. She loves the bolero in the shoulder, but the bottom half is poorly executed. Brad says the one thing that he would wish is that it was a little bit more polished. I will be saying dying inside. Dying inside. Audience, 45% out and proud, 55% dying inside. Luna Dubois. This, for me, was deserving of a top placement. I think the glam wow factor was missing, but this was styled beautifully. She nailed the color blocking. The green and pink work magically with the yellow. The hair is not my favorite, but she's giving you a very cunt runway. Yep. Very well done. I thought it was well done. Um, I know earlier I said SpongeBob, and I only say that because the color scheme is it's true. literally Patrick and SpongeBob. Uh, but, you know, it, it was done well in a, in a way that the colors were just not clashing with each other. Um, and I, I also agree, like, this should have been a high placement. It's an out and proud for me. Out and proud. Audience 81% out and proud, 19% dying inside. Aurora Matrix. I think she has a nice silhouette and good intention, but the fabric and colors are not working well together. I like that she tried to play in the world of blue and yellow, but the dress was not it. Also, bitch, get a steamer. I fear there was way too much clashing to achieve her glamour goals. I think the... So the issue with me with it, right? One, yes, steam it. There's two different blues happening. Yes. Um... And if you want to have the yellow that she had as a pop of color, you had to pick one or the other in the blue scheme. Right. There's just two different, there's two, and they're not even like a slightly different blues or drastically two different blues. Agreed. I will give her a dying inside. I I think I like because it was the way it was fitted and things like that. I I'm I'm, I'm we'll go with the other out and down. Audience, 33% out and proud, 67% dying inside. Denim, here is what I will say. Why are we gagging over the arm reveal? Willow Pill already did it, and the fact that no one even made mention of it is upsetting. I think that the execution was mediocre. There wasn't much of a transformation as opposed to stitching things to other things. I would have loved something more repurposed. This was not my favorite. I, I don't subscribe to it. I thought it was a cute look. It was giving Willow Pill. I know it's crocheted. Um, so I know for crocheting, it's harder to cinch because that's not fabric that you can, that's a material you can cinch unless you're like, right. you're like deep into it. Um, yeah, it, it gave me Willow Pill. I, I did enjoy it. I think I, li- I loved 
denim's presentation um i wish it was different shoes because it was giving granny and maybe that was the, yeah. the aesthetic they wanted to go for um but it felt more layered than upcycled yeah. exactly Brad says they went want to curl up with her like the most cuddly, gorgeous blanket. He says it looks like Dior Couture from the early 2000s. Tracy says it's a little gray garden. It's a couture. It's crochet. She says the reveal of the sleeves was just perfection. Christian says the look is wonderfully weird and means it in the best way possible. He says she managed to give it real shape and loves the laying of the two different knits. He thinks it's really cool looking, very unique. And Brooklyn says if everyone else is going right, she can count on her to go left. I thought she was going to say she can count on her to go wrong because that's what I say. It's dying inside. I'll, I'll do a little out and proud for it. We'll Audience almost basically in the middle. 48% out and proud. 52% dying inside. The judges are going to reveal that Luna, Aurora, and Venus are safe, leaving Kit and Kiki, Melinda, Amy, Nira, and Denim as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I agree. I don't. Luna got fucked. It, Luna should have been the top and, and Kitten should have been in safe. I could see that. I could see that. Based on the judges' critiques, Kiki Ko is the winner of the week. She wins $5,000 cash courtesy of Swish Embassy. Oh, and the Golden Beaver. Denim and Kitten are safe, leaving Melinda, Amy, and Nira as the bottom three. Let's head to Untucked Junior to get a reminder why spicy drama is what we all live for when we watch drag race the girls who are safe are safing as venus is asked how that look is staying on her body safety pins in a dream she is safety pinned into her sanity and that's how i feel on a daily basis same now luna is going to think she's about to make good tv and the drama moment of the episode but she has no idea what is to come but she will ask Aurora and Venus if they would be open to an alliance, and Aurora would be. And Venus says she wants the girl group there and says if she ends up with the Golden Beaver and any of them were in the bottom, she would save them. The love bugs are sticking together. But I gotta ask, um, what if Venus is in the top and there are two love bugs in the bottom? Or three yep. love bugs in the bottom? Yep, who are you saving? Exactly. The tops and bottoms are back, and Venus wants to take some guesses. Venus picks Kiki as the winner. Yes. She says Kit in the top. Yes. And Denim in the top. Yes. Melinda, Nira, Amy, bottom, 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 which checks out. That sounds correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kiki says she knows how it feels that she was in their position last week. She has the Golden Beaver and wants to hear why they should be picked to be safe. Kiki first will tell us that Amy is a friend of hers and Nira's garment is okay and Melinda has been in the bottom twice and top once. So in her head, they're all the same. What? That's not the same for me. That's not the same. <laughs> That's not, not at all. Nira says the judges saw her transformation. She is not a designer and comparing herself to the others in the bottom. She says they saw the vision. It was the polishness. Nira wants Kiki to save her because she knows that everything she has brought forth in this competition henceforth has been polished and more polished and more polished than specifically Melinda. But I say cut to episode one, Miss Nira. Roll the tapes. Remember when you were wearing a taper and your bow fell off. I don't think you've been bringing polish. Why should Kiki save Melinda? Get ready. She doesn't think she should save her. Let's do it. Melinda says she has reached her limit and she is not dumb or stupid. 
Aurora doesn't know why she wouldn't want to be saved. Luna asks if she doesn't have the fight in her anymore. She says it's a matter of how much she still wants it. Does she still want it? Not as much. Girl, bye. That's that's a chop for me. Sorry. At the end of the day, if someone's saying this to me and I got this beaver in my hand, you're not getting this beaver. Kiki is surprised. She's gagged. She's like, okay, I was not expecting this on this here day. Now, Kitten is going to get into mother mode as she tells Melinda to take a breath. Don't let the emotion rule her decision. Nira is livid and says, have some respect. If you want to go home, then go home. Do you agree with her? Go home. <laughs> go home. Leave. <laughs> Melinda is thinking she's becoming a martyr as she says she has been a punching bag week after week after week after week for not presenting looks that are runway fucking worthy. She says this is her effort and they will never be enough. Now let's say it all together. This is fucking Vivian Westwood inspired. It's the inspired art. It is. I mean, is it inspired? Because I saw the exact same jacket on the Vivian Westwood site. And yeah. <laughs> it's the fact that she's so passionate about it and just says the word inspired like it's actually an important part of the word. It's so campy. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. She had to take apart the goddamn fucking garment carefully so she can put it back on and because it does not fucking stretch one little mistake, this shit is not going to fucking fit properly. Where is this coming from? I mean, Denim says she's not a punching bag. The judges love her personality. Her looks are just not giving and she just didn't understand the assignment. That's the fact here. Yep, that's a fact. There's there's no one coming for her about her talents and things like that. It's literally, it's literally like, hey, we don't think you met the challenge. Do you require the challenge? Now, Kitten and Confessional will say that she thought it was four jackets and didn't realize it was just one. Do not encourage the bitch. Are you kidding me, Kitten? Stop it. Right. Stop it. You were in the room with her. You knew better. Melinda thought she was 100% top three as she was feeling her goats. Jeremy, what does that mean? I have no idea. No idea. Is this just a bitch who watched too much Drag Race and thought she said the right thing, but is so angry she said the wrong thing? Yes. <laughs> Are we all now going to start feeling our goats? We're going to start feeling our goats. <laughs> Scarlet Envy's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You fucked it up on me." Melinda will then say, "Fuck you to all you fucking four judges, girl. You can't do that." No, and. I, I okay so I obviously you and I have never been in drag race I know we know from people that we know that could be a pressure cooker but damn well the editor said you know what fuck you they're going to replay her statement from the previous day discussing getting critiques from the best of the best that yeah. line did not age well that was such a good editing moment it was they knew what they were doing Melinda says she knows the thought and effort she put into it and says it's not worth what she fucking heard on the goddamn fucking runway. Girl, you're cursing more than I do. That's saying a lot. Melinda will Banksy herself and walk out. We will hear her hot mic say, this is not the tea for me. Did we actually almost just quote Todd Rick Hall? We almost did. We almost did. We almost did. Did she just give people material for a drag mix? She did. She did. 
Now with Melinda away, Venus says that they knew that the garment what what the garment was before, and they have to be like, oh shit, you really changed that. Now Melinda will go back in. I don't know how long it was before she walked in and walked out. I really think it was like ten seconds because it was so stupid. Aurora is going to lecture her and says that she needs to apply that energy to the lip sync if she lip syncs or if she swears to God that she will forever be angry. And I don't think that means anything to her. Nope. Not one, not one bit. Are you ready for round two? I am. Let's check in with Amy. Amy is 100% honest with Kiki and tells her she doesn't want her to save her because they are friends. She won't take it personal as if she was in the same position and thinks she shouldn't be safe. She 100% wouldn't save her. And if I'm Kiki, I'd be like, oh, okay, good to know. It's so, that's so effed up to say someone that you know. I was like, girl, get my sympathy vote, even though we're friends. Exactly. She wants her to use the power right. Amy wants to be there. She has put a lot of work in it. She took classes to be there. She has been working 5 a.m. to 3 a.m. This apparently will trigger Kiki to start sobbing. And I'm looking at her like, oh, wait, this is now looking like Alyssa Edwards' All-Stars 2 promo look. Yep. With the hair in the red. Amy is breaking down. And Miss Luna in confessional says that she needs to wipe away the tears and snot because this was not it. Didn't the two of them just have a moment in um, Mirror Talk? Yep. <laughs> he says it's really hard, though. Denim will say that if someone told her they were ready to give up, she'd say, fight. Let them fight. Now, Nira will get in, and the polite Canadian is gone. She says if someone is asking you not to save them, then send them home. She will say that between her and Amy's look, she knows there's a friendship, but there is a big difference. Isn't this the bitch who preached alliances? Yep, this sure was. Okay, just checking. So it works for her to have an alliance, but not in this situation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Amy will just ask Nira if she thinks her look is better than hers, and Nira says, absolutely. Aurora and Denim agree. Venus says, no towels on Drag Race. The alliances are aligning. Yep, they sure are. Nira says it's the elephant in the room, and now we're getting personal, so Amy tells her to be careful because her outfit is falling apart, so if they have to lip sync, wear a panty. And apparently this just triggers the bitch because she's wearing a panty. Mm -hmm. Amy will say that Nira's look is draggy, but says it's glue, and the bitch is like, there's a seam right there. (laughs) And then attacks her for being covered in towels and tied ties. Amy tells us that she doesn't hate anyone. There is no place for hate. But Nira is a fucking bitch. I, wait, wait. I was... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anyone who's listening to this, this pod, if you're not Hispanic or Latino, you don't got like a Hispanic or Latino mom, that's exactly what they'd be like. And <laughs> they'd be like, yeah. I'll handle one. But that person's a fucking bitch. Yeah. She can feel it and smell it and feel it and see it it's making her high nira will say at least she got a fucking positive critique to which amy is like it didn't save you you're still in the bottom but if you want to go back to my rundown of the critiques christian did say some positive things to amy true that is very true nira says that she can send her the fuck home so amy turns to kiki and says melinda Save her. Let's do a show. And the bitches in production said, do that. Let's do that. And then 
the merch was made. As Nira says, can you even do the splits? Let's talk about that moment. I'm sure it was taken out of context. Mm -hmm. I want to discuss this bratty bitch. Brilliant television. But I just want to make it clear to all. Tricks and stunts do not make a drag artist. We have seen brilliant drag artists give you a Parker bark and slay. Latrice Royale, anybody? Yep. Sasha. So Nira made a gag worthy moment, but I don't want to see anyone try to diminish drag queens who are not that type of drag artist. Yep. I have been saying the first three weeks, there was something up in the air with Nira and Amy. Obviously in that challenge they did together, there was not, they were not seeing eye to eye. We didn't necessarily see the entire drama. Uh, apparently it's been brewing. Yep. It probably has been brewing. We don't get enough behind the scenes things to figure out what is happening or even like a backstory. And hopefully we get that in the future because I want to know a backstory to what caused where they're at right now. Will you be purchasing a can you even do the splits t-shirt? I probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Will you be saying that to everybody at the club this weekend? At at Blend? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You thought that was the chaos? We got more. Kiki Ko has decided to save Melinda Verga from the chomping block. Well, I'll be damned too, Brooklyn. What did you think of the decision? Did Kiki do the right thing? Did she save Melinda or did she honor Amy's wish? Um, You know what? I don't even want to say it was honoring Amy's wish. Because I think she would have, if Amy had not said that, it would have been Amy. I think so. Um, so it's, yeah. No, but we'll get into the interesting part at the end. Yeah. It's Amy versus Nira, and it's time for Come Through by Priyanka featuring Lemon. I got the pleasure of seeing Priyanka perform this song in LA. Was it fun? Did oh, it's so good. She is so good. Um, Lemon, congratulations. Herstory is made as this is the first track from a former contestant to ever be used. Um, yeah, and that bitch, they did come through. They did. They did. The energy was there. The passion was there. And Amy didn't do the splits. Nope. No. Nope. Not one. Not one. Amy is going to toss part of her look away. Nira is going to lose her hat. I do think it must be discussed. They both miss lyrics. Yep. Both, they, they both didn't know. I don't think they both fully knew the, knew the song. Me, a drag fan. Me lip syncing the entire verse. Verses both Priyanka and Lemon. These are iconic verses. <laughs> For Nira, I don't think it's that she didn't know them completely. But if you watch her, she stops lip syncing during her big dance moves. Yep. That's a cardinal sin for me. Yep. That means you don't, you, that means you can't pull a double. You can't, Correct. you can't do a stunt and lip sync at the same time. That's an issue. If you're going to This do was a battle between two girls who have come to hate each other. And this song was the perfect fight song. It was. This will go down in history, not because it was a good, performed, perfect lip sync, but because of the moment and how mm -hmm. they did it together. Also, Nira, who has been called by some Dark Lemon, <laughs> is not a raptress. 
But the uh, fact that she did the choreo was wild. I know. <laughs> She's like, I don't, I don't got the words right now, but I'm doing the. I'm doing I the- know how to do that lemon stanky leg. Yep. So what will Brooke do? Near enough, Shantae, you stay. Amy on say Chanel, you are safe too. The what from Miss Nuff. Right. She was freaking gagged. out. She was gagged. She was gooped. <laughs> the room was gagged. The way that, first off, when Nira was called safe, she just walked past Amy. She didn't even give her the time of day. Congratulations. I'm sorry. Nothing. Yep. She's going to regret that now. Oh, I think she is. <laughs> that was youth. That was youth. Do you agree it should have been a double save? Was it for merit? Was it for drama? Uh, I don't think it, was, it should have been a double save. Um, but it, it, it does continue this, this drama storyline that we hope, if we saw the previews, we hope will escalate it. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is this lip sync's legacy? Where does this rank? It it ranks as it, it ranks as memorable and not because the lip sync itself was a very good lip sync. Memorable because of the drama around it and the yeah. like I don't think I've ever seen a lip sync where they're literally aggressively pulling the middle finger at each other. Yeah, this was this for me is a top tier lip sync. I'm, yeah. I have to say it; it was really good. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Because I'm just going to say it. It was Untucked. Untucked had the best episode. I think Untucked had the better. <laughs> Insane. Now, after picking up the pieces from the drama next week, they're going to play the snatch game. Who's going to do well? Uh, I think it might be, and maybe I, I, I'm giving too much praise right now, but it might be Kitten. She's great. She, she, we've seen her be able to perform and act. I'm very nervous for who she's going to pick, um, because I feel like she's probably one of those queens who's done lies a million times. You can't do lies on the show anymore. That you, yeah. we, we've tapped that out. Um. I feel like acting wise, Melinda's good at acting, but I have no idea who she's going to pick. Yep. I'm terrified for Luna. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm terrified for Amy, though I feel like she can make a crazy character happen. Um, this one, I think, is all going to come down to character choice. Character choice. We might we might see Venus pull an Aquaria. Where we'll see. We, like we don't know. We don't. We, we don't know. We don't know. But. Venus could pull what like what Aquaria did it was like I'm not funny, but I could do something like this. After four episodes, the winner of the season is. You know, this might be a controversial opinion. Go for it. Um, because I think folks are folks are aware that they're good. Um, I don't think they've gotten on, enough of that praise yet, but I think Denim might actually be. Denim's been very consistent. Denim's been consistent. Venus has also been consistent. Aurora's up there simply because she hasn't seen the bottom. Yeah. Um, But I don't think she's been 
at this point in time doing as well as Venus or Denim. So I, I might throw my weight over to Venus because I can see the edit is really enjoying her. Um, but this is a fascinating season because we don't have a front runner and that just makes things exciting. Yep, makes it exciting. And also now the added drama, we're like, oh, where is this going to go? And also, it's, is it worth it's, it? it's insane. I love it. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yes, uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram with rootless underscore youth. Uh, same thing on Twitter. Uh, my main Twitter account is rootless youth. Um, and yeah, we're working on some, some projects, uh, not related to like, no, no, they're LGBTQ related. I'm working on a research article, which could be really fun. Um, should be coming out some point of spring 2024. Um, and a lot of it is about queer joy and how we can manifest that, um, as like radical resistance and in the forms of like combating legislative hate and harm. So Love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Look at you doing the good work. I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, thank you for being here. You're always a blessing to have. I'm always happy to be part of the pod. So you call me when you want me for another episode because, you know, I got you.